Welcome to the Mavens Do It Better podcast. And now, your host, Heather Newman. Hello, everyone. Here we are again with another episode of Mavens Do It Better, where we interview extraordinary experts who bring a light to our world. I am thrilled today to bring you a wonderful friend who I've known a long time now, Mr. Alan Campbell. Alan, say hi to everybody. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Awesome. So, Alan and I, gosh, it's been, I don't know, about, is it 10 years, maybe? I don't know. I think so. Something like that. Yeah, I think so. I think we met in 2006, actually. Yeah. 2006, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's been a long 12 years. Yes, 12 years. That's awesome. Yeah. So, everyone, Alan um, is a beautiful, beautiful photographer, and um, we used to live in the same neighborhood in the same city um, in Grayton, California, in Sonoma County, Sebastopol, Grayton. And um, so we knew each other in the neighborhood. And not only is he a photographer, but um, he owns a winery. Um, and we, you know, happen to go to uh, some events out in the desert together and all of those things. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, I, a serendipitous meeting in the sand. Yes. Oh, very nice. I like that. That's fantastic. Um, definitely. So, Alan, I guess tell everybody, I, you, like, I'm definitely going to make sure that everybody can see all your beautiful photography on the show notes and all of that. But um, how long have you been shooting and where did you get your start in photography? Because you're just, it's just so just yummy what you do. So tell everybody about that, will you? Well, it's kind of a, a roundabout. I did. I went to school in San Jose at San Jose State for. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I started out in business school, and okay. I hated filling out scantrons. You know, that's all we did. <laughs> so I changed over to uh, an art major, which much to the chagrin of my father. Um, and then I was doing graphic design. I started doing uh, photography, and I kind of switched. I, I really liked photography when I was younger, and. Um, you know, I just kind of leaned into it in college. And then I took a trip and did a semester down in Mexico City. And oh, wow. I happened to have a camera. And I went around to the markets and to places. And I fell in love with, you know, that kind of imagery. Mm-hmm. And that really kind of started it for me. And I moved back and continued school. And I got my degree in art and emphasis with photography. I started working in the commercial world down there and uh, it was more like we call them chips and toast but they were you know <laughs> high tech everything was high tech we were doing clean room stuff we were doing machinery and things of nature no mm-hmm. food whatsoever right um but i assisted for several people down there and then also in the city uh and then i took a leap and i came home and said well i'm gonna pull my shingle out and start and so i uh, got some help from the parental units which was you know, fantastic. Yeah. And I lived at home and I started shooting for clients out of my sister's bedroom. <laughs> and I love it. I, I actually brought people to the bedroom. So. Wow. And You're a bedroomista instead of a garageista, right? Yes, I am. That is right. <laughs> From there, it just took off. I, you know, I did some high tech up here when there was high tech up here. There's, there's not. And that started me, um, in the mode of doing professional work. And mm-hmm. that was in 1990, little late 90, early 91. Uh-huh, okay. um, the high tech kind of started to dry up and change. And I started to shoot more winery uh, kind of profile stuff, a lot of uh, 
portraits. A lot of winemakers mm. um, started doing more bottle work, and uh, that led me into more complex things. Uh, you know, all across the whole wine industry, right. and I started doing food with wine, and that led me into you know more food, and uh, that's kind of where I ended up today is doing a lot of food and wine and you know lifestyle stuff so yeah involving people food and wine <laughs> right <laughs> it just keeps evolving yeah that's yeah i mean the food shots your instagram account i mean i just i can't it's hard to look at sometimes because it makes me so hungry it's so gorgeous <laughs> thank you very much for the words. yeah absolutely so, for many years, you know, I was shooting the winemakers and shooting that, and I had interest in wine. Um, I moved uh, to where I currently live, which happens to be at a half mile from where I grew up. Mm. Um, and I moved there 20 years ago, and a uh, portion of my property was uh, basically I had I was letting it out to um, some people who had horses. Okay. And so they, I went down to check on the horses one day, and they were gone. People were gone. Everything was gone. Wow. <laughs> it just up, up and left and didn't pay me the rent. Oh, gosh. So it was no big deal. It was just, you know, it wasn't any large thing. But at that time, which was 2006, uh, I the same year I met you, I yeah. just was putting in my vine vineyard. And so I put in four acres of Pinot Noir. And uh, it's been a, a journey, <laughs> I'll have to say. <laughs> A labor of love, that's for sure. Yeah, the wine is delicious, though. So, I mean... Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, Absolutely. it's a very, very nice product. I partnered with a, a friend of mine who I'd known for quite a few years in 2012, and we put our first vintage out in 2013. So when I put the grapes in in 2006, I had designed the vineyard to be one bottle of wine, but I sold the grapes for a number of years, and I still do sell a portion. Uh-huh. And now and we finally in 2013 we were able to to you know make that bottle of wine and we've continued on each year and you know it's 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 been uh, it's very nice it's it's nice to see something complete now the tough part like i say they all say it's it's easy to make the wine it's hard to sell it yeah right and tell everybody the name of it uh the name of the winery is a mash between myself and uh my winemaker craig strelo and Campbell, Alan Campbell. So it's called Camlo Cellars. Yep. So that that's the name of the winery, Camlo Cellars. Mm-hmm. So we have two products right now that we currently make. One's our estate Pinot Noir. We call it uh, it's the Big Pig Magna Porco uh-huh. uh, because it has the crest on it. That's my family crest, and it's a boar. Right. And, and it's the year of the boar. Another, yep, the year of the boar. That's correct. Yeah, absolutely. And. The other one we have is uh, we. It's called the Sous Volant, which is flying pig, and it's a rosé <laughs> that is made made from the, you know, the same grapes. But there, usually, what happens when you're making wine is you go through and you kind of call out grapes that aren't ripening, and to let the other ones that are farther along ripen. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty common practice, but they just throw the grapes on the ground. Right. And I'm looking at it going, I there's tons of grapes on the ground. So I said, why don't we just pick them? press them we just take them right to the press and press it and we get this just beautiful awesome rosé so that's been a fun fun project to bring around so that's you know our second third year of doing that this year it's right. really been that's right oh my and that's so funny that that's that it's kind of like the it's the throwaway grapes if you will it is and we're, <laughs> we're actually taking stuff that we would normally just throw on the ground and we're making this fantastic wine out of it that's amazing 
It's really cool. Wow. We're going to get you some so you can sip with some of your friends. Yes, yes. Alan and I have been talking about how we um, will look into having some uh, wine from his cellar for uh, some of our Creative Maven maybe guests uh, and myself, of course. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds indeed, wonderful. Indeed. That's that's the way you do it. Yeah, that's awesome. So that makes that's that's cool. I mean, that must obviously keep you. I mean, I know it keeps you busy between the photography and then, gosh, the winery. And I mean, winery work is every day, right? Like, because not everybody, I, I not everybody knows that, I guess. Or is it? Or like, is it a? Is it like I'm, you're out there every day? Or tell people about like day in the life of a winemaker like that. Yeah, I'm I'm not really the winemaker per se. I do help okay. him harvest time, but okay. Craig is uh, he's the winemaker, and so he he has a day, his other day job is a winemaker. So mm. he's making wine, doing stuff all the time. Right. But I mean, with our with our production level, you don't have to be in the working on it every day. Okay. You know, you hurry up and wait. Hurry up and wait is what we call it. You know, <laughs> you get stuff done and it sits around in a barrel, right? And, or a tank or a bottle, and you're waiting it for for it to be ready. And um, I probably spend more time. I have to deal with a vineyard. That's what I do. I'm the grower, and okay. uh, so I'm out in the vineyard, you know, to, to take, taking care of the tractor work, mowing, mm. helping, you know, do some of the pruning, helping right. do some of the you know leafing things like that. And of course, I have other you know fellows and guys who have been with me for quite a while now yeah. who help me out in that aspect right right so in 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 winery terminology to be correct about it you are the grower you deal with the vineyard and craig is the winemaker i got it okay that makes sense yep yeah that is correct okay that's cool wow and so and how long so it was 2006 and then when was your first bottle um, well, the first time we made wine was in 2013, but okay. I sold my grapes to some other, you know, uh-huh. very well-known uh, Pinot people. Yep. And we kind of said, well, let's, uh, maybe we should be foolish and try this ourselves. So, <laughs> well, it's yeah. foolish when the, it paid off. The first thing sure. they, they tell you is they said, they, they tell you that the, the only way to make it in the wine industry is that you got to start out with, you know, with a fortune. <laughs> you don't get the fortune from being in the wine industry. So. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And that, and that's pretty typical, isn't it, Ellen, of like this. And, you know, I mean, I lived in Sonoma County for almost 10 years and um, in, you know, in Sebastopol there. So and that's is it green? Is it the Green Valley? Yeah, we're very we're a ABA? little bit unique. We have a special yeah. kind of a classification for uh, the Russian River. The Russian River Valley Appalachian is huge. It covers yes. from the whole Santa Rosa Plain, a little north and mm-hmm. and south and also goes toward the west where Grayton is, where right. you, you know, you mm-hmm. there we start to get into some rolling hills and we start to get into different microclimates of elevation and exposure to whatever direction you're you're facing. Right. And so this area is considered the Green Valley. Yeah, Green Valley. Uh, That's right. It's called the Green Valley portion of the mm. Russian River Valley. So we can't call it Green Valley because there's another growing region ah. that's called Green Valley as well. I see. So, gotcha. But, yeah. Sonoma County yeah. So is it's, awesome. it's kind of smashed in between and kind of overlaps the Russian River Valley and the Sonoma Coast Appalachians. Got so it. It's, but it's one of the prime places in the world to grow Pinot Noir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, <laughs> Sonoma County is so great. I mean, and then you've got Dry Creek up there and you've got, I mean, just, it's like, yeah. you know, I, I love it going to restaurants all over the world and I'm always like, I don't know where that is. They're my, they're my, they were my neighbor at one time. That's so cool. It's definitely a, a blessing to live here. And, uh, you know, yeah. uh, it's, um, I've been fortunate to grow up here. I've seen it change a lot, but mm-hmm. you know, that's part of, 
that's part of existence. Change is yeah. inevitable. Yeah, and the I mean it's and just also the with the fires and the and the flooding that's just happened. I mean it's just that that area. Right. I mean y'all have it's just watching all of that has been so ugh, you know. And but it's like yeah. everybody's so resilient and amazing there. That's the thing too, right? Yeah, we got we got our butt kicked uh, by by mother nature a couple times and uh yeah fortunately people here are resilient uh, yeah. you know it's it's unfortunate that it's not uh the equality of recovery is not uh, across the board mm-hmm. so there are lots of friends of mine that that they just gave up and left they just got out or yeah. they you know they're struggling so much to get their houses back to where they were but because of costs right. tripling by the time you know yeah you're sure. The insurance is not covering everything, so it's it's been a very difficult process for a lot of people. Yeah. But people will always want to live here. It's uh, the weather's beautiful, the place is beautiful. And, yeah, it's paradise you know, in so many ways. It, yeah, for sure. It, 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 yeah, and you make it like I just the things that come out from the the winery and then your photography make it. I just am like, who wouldn't want to live there with what you're showing? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, and, it's, it is, and I, you know, I travel as well, and yeah. I, you know, it's, it's it's definitely neat to call a place like this home. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, I loved calling it home for a while as well. So yeah, and so with um, you've got some cool new things coming out. So will you talk about the cookbook a little bit and tell people about that? Yeah, well, we just completed a cookbook. The exhibit it was kind of something that had been toying around with uh, Justin Wangler uh, and his team at uh, Kendall Jackson Wine mm. uh, Company. Right. So um, we, we, for years, have been taking pictures for him, and we he talked about a cookbook and talked about a cookbook. And finally, all the pieces fell together last year, and uh, we did a book called Season. Mm. And it's, it's pretty monumental. I will have to say it, it's really, really cool. Um, it is a four-season cookbook, and it has... Ooh over 300 recipes uh and it's got this awesome photography that covers you know not just that i did it but just it covers all aspects of season and of different foods different you know Mm -hmm. stuff about ingredients uh garden people sharing it's it's a really really uh, fun was a fun project to be a part of oh that's awesome yeah that's out now it's a what i think it's on amazon okay perfect yeah season um uh, hold on one second where's my uh, hold on one second please hold. <laughs> please hold we'll put it in the show notes uh for sure but yeah i was i had been talking about it and i was like that sounds unbelievable i love kendall jackson wine they're um, what is their one? It's like the earth, it's like the estate or the vintner. Oh, Vintner's Reserve. I love their Vintner's <laughs> Reserve across the board. What, like, at a like to have, like, when I'm especially like a party for like a lot of people, when I have when I have a few, a few bottles of wine around for like not a like high price point, fantastic. Like, I love their stuff. Yeah, so, it's, it's you know, they've been making a solid product for years. Yeah. I, I started. I started shooting with them back in like the late nineties and wow. you know, okay. I've, done, I've done projects with them off and on for years. And yeah. So there's, it, you know, it's, it's a different, a little different uh, organization now that Jess has passed away, but it's, uh, mm-hmm. they make great wines. And, yeah. yeah. They're fun people. It was a great project uh, working with the chef, Jeff, Justin and uh, Tracy and the, their pastry chef, uh, Robert Nieto buttercup and the yeah. foods were just it was, just, it was awesome. Did you get yeah, to, they were just do you fantastic eat, stuff. Do you get to, so when you're shooting and you're making these, like I'm, I have your, um, 
photography page up and I'm, I'm like now getting like wicked hungry, but like, do you, <laughs> so uh, obviously people are make, making food and do you all eat it afterwards or do you like, like what's, what happens with this? What's like, tell us about that. Like setting up a food Whoa. shot, you know? Yeah, you know, more and more that type of style of shooting, um, yes, the food is edible. Right. Um, there are other times when we're doing stuff that's much more technical, um, uh, where we're doing things to the food where you don't want to eat it, or it's been sitting there for a long time. Right. It's just not, not a good idea. Yeah. But yeah, there's <laughs> those... But all the stuff that you see, um, we we had that, we ate a lot of it for lunch. You know, that was our lunch for you know we got take home stuff. So the the they were just great. There's there's a recipe in the book that is these fried chicken tenders. Uh huh. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was just fantastic. It is. Fantastic. I'll have, I'll have to send you down when I send you some wine. I'll send you a book. Okay. Uh, yes, please. That sounds wonderful. Yes. I love it. Yes. Yeah. No. I just because I was like, you've got to eat this stuff because it just looks so good. And yeah, I was curious about like what's because it all looks very real. You know, like you've just served it, and you know it's got that look of like I just took this out of the oven or I just tossed this and here it is, right? And that's that's the intent. You want it to look real. You want it to make it feel appetizing rather than, mm-hmm. you know, too, too uh, kind of perfect. Yeah, so right. Yeah, some people require that though, depending on what the shoot you're doing. And mm-hmm. you know, if you're doing something for packaging, uh, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of times oh, the right. dish is, you know, it's, it's much different. It's not a. It's not you know, half of it's filled with plastic, and you you know, you put the. <laughs> the meat on top of the plastic and then you melt the cheese and Ooh. it's not an edible dish. So that that's, right. that's just a different type of thing yeah, depending yeah. on what your result is. Right. Yeah. I gotcha. Cool. And with, um, the photos, you also, I know are doing a, um, like, like content for folks, like being a, becoming a content provider. So t- we tell everybody about that. Cause that's yeah. super cool too. Cause it's like, you can you like get, get Alan's wonderful, shots of different things because you don't do just photography tell everybody because you do photo you do video too tell everybody about that because it's awesome so yeah yeah we, we we do a lot of video now you know everything's gone to video that uh, much much more video is being shot for social media for yep. you know for small ad, ad campaigns for website stuff mm-hmm. for different things of that nature you can see it on your phone all the time on yep. your google everywhere yeah. and so what we do is we formed a company up here called big match media and what big match does is they are a visual content creator so you need a video of your you know your juice being poured into a glass mm. we can do that Right. You need still do it. We could do that as well too, but so people, we're, we're reaching out to people, you know, all over the West Coast at this point, to you know who need content creation. They because people need this is a giant monster that needs to be fed, yeah. and fifteen second videos for Instagram, you know, they're just you know we create those all aspects of content creation. So if you need basic little stuff we do that as well as real complex things i mean right. we just finished a whole series of recipes for a pickle company called bubby's pickles oh, nice. and 24 recipes that are all broken down into you know less than a minute wow and you take uh, and then we do little highlights where those are less than 15 seconds so mm-hmm. all that the things you know we put together and we do a lot of it right here in the studio and we also go out and do creations on location for different corporate stuff and that's cool. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a fun aspect. I got a couple of young guys working with me now. Mm-hmm. Um, they're <laughs> fantastic and excited, energetic. It's it's good to have uh, the young people around to 
whip you into shape. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, and I think you know, from a marketing, mar- putting my marketing hat on, and you know, yeah, I, I, th- I think people maybe don't realize that you know all those like little teeny videos and all that, like or like a sequence of videos and all of that. You know, somebody does have to shoot them, no matter what they are and where they are and how they are, right? And you know, yeah. there is. I think there's the the do-it-yourselfer kind of look and feel, but I I just, you know, there's nothing like something that's done well with professionals that's in a studio, you know what I mean, with the right lighting and, like, uh, you know. It's a difference. Yeah. You know, we get a lot of people who, you know, use their phone and they, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, the phone takes really cool pictures. It's great. It takes great, you know. But a lot of times, you know, what professional, you know, kind of imagery brings to the party is the fact that it's lit well mm-hmm. it's thought it's thought out yeah. in its process it, it says it tells a story that the brand you know the way the branding people want it right. to go so you can go and use a lot of you know little tricks and snaps and stuff like that but uh, you know when it's a well thought out campaign or, or yeah. you know executed uh, photo shoot or video video shoot you, you can see the difference yeah. the production value is there yeah so unfortunately you know having production value costs money and yeah you know but but you're getting a product that's you know gonna be oh, hopefully yeah. totally worth it better I think. for you yeah, yeah i think yeah so. absolutely no i i believe in that and yeah i mean i think we have seen the shifts with you know YouTube and iPhones and, you know, Instagram and all of that stuff. But I, it's kind of a, like, I, I equate it a little bit to how content, just content in general has changed, right? And yeah. what content costs and what it's worth and all of that. And right. I feel like even with books, like we had this whole moment of everybody was like, we don't buy books anymore. Everything's on the Kindle and the e-reader and everybody audible. Right. I feel like I've seen more people buy more books lately or they buy the book, the Kindle and the Audible edition. So they're buying three times as many things. Right. You know, yeah, depending on how people read, too. I mean, yeah, for a tra- traveler like yourself, having a Kindle is a great deal. Yeah. Having an audio listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. I mean, all this information that you can gather and, yep. you know, but having a book in front of you, being able to sit down and read is you know, it's still an escape. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I feel that yeah. way about video and photography, I think, as well. You know, I think there's been, a, like, you can do things yourself, you know, and you can, you know, the phones are getting better and all of that kind of thing. But I do feel like I've been watching the industry and I feel like that, like, I don't know, professional, professional stuff is back like or you know what i mean like it, not that it was gone but i just feel like people are doing more of that because they want to like they, they're putting more money and time into their brands you know i i think I they're know. looking at it differently i mean I, yeah. i've seen the swath from i started out in film sure and yeah. i you know i tr- i trudged through the whole aspect of film into the new digital age mm-hmm. and you know that was a painful process, sure. truthfully, because uh, the quality that you got with film for years and years and years was, you know, was the was the peak. Was the peak. Yeah. And then it took a while for the digital, you know, capture yeah. systems to catch up. And right. Now that now that they're so convenient for people, you know, it, it, you get a lot of what we call throwaway photography and throwaway you mm. know, videos where it, people really don't care because you know they they can just keep doing it. Right. And so so it. It comes back to the fact of, you know, do you want to buy, you know, 
a Yugo or do you want to buy a, a BMW? And you know, you just dated yourself because both... lots of people don't even know what a Yugo is. <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, right. (laughs) Note, what is it, Hugo? Um, Totally. We're we're just finding that, you know, they'll they'll tend to go to people who are, you know, uh, cheaper, we'll say, Mm. uh, less expensive um, to get things done. But the level of uh, quality, it it can be very apparent. So we just try to steer people in a direction and say, what's good for you uh, and your budget and what – what is it that you want to say? And, and we try to give them the best, uh, you know, guidance on how to get what they want for their money. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think that's, and it's, and it's a, it's a, it's a lifelong challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. There's, there's always going to be somebody who's, uh, you know, at a different price range than you or a different level of experience. And, sure. you know, you, you just want to make sure that it ultimately the, you provide, you know, quality that does its job. So I really yeah. like to see, my image is working. Yeah, and it's fun when you you know you're doing something, you're uh, driving down a freeway, or I was flying into Dallas, mm. and I'm looking at the plane, and there's one there's one of my images on a billboard. Get out! I'm like, yay! I go, that's that looks pretty cool. Uh, I'm kind of happy about that. And then I fly them out of Dallas, and I fly into Houston mm-hmm. a couple of days later, and hey, there's another one. Wow! <laughs> so. It was it, it, that's that's the most gratifying thing is actually getting to see your work do stuff because a lot of times as photographers we don't get to see the end result we'll just kind of stumble across it you'll walk in a store and, right. oh oh that's okay right so, you're like that's my photo <laughs> yeah so it's and it's good to see that content being used the way it's supposed to and, mm-hmm. you know it's a uh, it's an ever changing adaptation we're we're probably shooting. I would say more video than ever. Oh, really? So that that aspect has grown. Um, yeah, and you know, I'm still doing lots of stills. Like I just completed a small campaign for a winery, and but the fact that like we're we're putting out these these uh, these small snippet tasting notes. They're fourteen point mm. two seconds long because that's the Instagram way. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so, but what it does is it introduces it introduces you to the wine um, with a bottle, uh, and then you see it poured, and then you see the label, and then you you're hearing a very small snippet within that fourteen seconds about this wine and you know where to get it, and it's oh. a it's basically a virtual tasting note that we we create, you know by you know just just video itself yeah and then using a voiceover so yeah it's 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 kind of a it's a new thing that people are doing and we're just trying to make as much we can pushing people to do good stuff do it well so you can hear it you can Mm -hmm. see it yeah it's about value you know and like, like you said like having an image work with the brand and do it they're looking for and telling a story. I mean, everything we do, especially, I mean, in the marketing world and, and all of this, it's all about telling stories, right? And if you can tell it, it with is. beautiful visuals and images, then like win, you know? <laughs> so that's great. And um, I know that, uh, so 2016 Vintage is releasing. Is that right? That, that is correct. Yeah, we are uh, coming up and I think it's going to be in the, early may mm. or no uh, late late april is when we're going to be releasing it cool. um, i don't ha- i don't i don't have the date but i will make sure that you get some okay. uh prior to the date so you can you know pop that sounds, work that and, sounds and good. yeah i think maybe we should do some sort of a um 
I don't know. We'll do. We're gonna. We'll do something around when we launch this podcast um, to celebrate that for sure. I have to figure yeah. it out. But yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And you know, I, I want to. Um, so Mexico City, you were saying with your camera, um, was there? I love to know what that moment or the spark. Like, can you pinpoint that moment with? photography or camera like that like the one photo or the one thing that was in it or something that you were like yes you know like you were you it really made you go this is what I want to do um there was um a uh, I, I after I was finished in school um down there I traveled I, I went around and I took a bus and uh, you know traveled down to Chiapas the area and mm. I was in a very small town uh, called uh, Palenque oh, and uh, we were going there to see some ruins and waterfalls and stuff like that mm-hmm. and they had a, a market that was a, a Sunday market mm-hmm. and we we got there on Saturday night and um, we uh, got up in the morning and I went to go look for you know just stuff and mm-hmm. took my camera and wandered around the markets. I'd, I'd been at all the other markets up in Mexico City, which is there's a huge, beautiful market there. And I mean, just everything you could think of, you know, right? Just in front of your eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the smells, the encounters, the the textures, the colors. Um, but I was sitting there and I, I was watching this uh, this lady in Blanque who was selling. Uh, she was just selling tomatoes and, you know, she had all these beautiful tomatoes stacked up mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, they were, they were sitting there and I, I started talking to her and, um, you know, I asked if I could take her picture and she finally agreed. And <laughs> then I just started taking pictures of, you know, her little stall. And I, I just, you know, I sat there, uh, as I was walking back from there, I was like, you know, this would be kind of interesting to be able to do all the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, spent the rest of my trip shooting, you know, tons of pictures of the ruins and just textures and things that, you know, compositionally I liked. And after getting back from that trip, you know, I I had, you know, boxes of film. Um, I started digging through them slowly and I saw that, you know, that I really, I I liked what, what they made me, how they made me feel. Yeah. I think that's ultimately when I'm doing stuff, you know, now I look at the food and I look at the composition and, uh, I, I want, I want to feel something from it, whether it's a still life that you can look at and you can interpret two or three different ways. And the light wraps around the, you know, the piece of glass and the lets light go through it and it shows a sparkle and the shadow is, you know, casted and, and it leaves it as the shadow falls off the frame, it leaves the imagination of where's it going. And, and, you know, if you look at dishes, you know, like food dishes where, you know, you want to know how how it was fixed because it has texture, it has feeling. And that's kind of what I try to evoke in my imagery. Uh, I kind of got that from that, you know, that experience. Yeah, that's cool. That's, yeah. Where, it start, that's where it started for me, at least. Sure. When, I would, when I got back and I really was looking at that imagery and I was like, wow, this, I like this, I like that. <laughs> you know yeah, I definitely, I thank you. That was gorgeous and yeah i think also you know sometimes people gloss over food or gloss or like like you know food porn or that kind of thing and your photography really 
makes me ask two questions when I see it. One, I want to, like you just said, I want to know who fixed it. Like, I'm like, who made this? Like, I'm so, I, I don't know why, but I always want to know, like, I'm like, who made this? And then I'm also uh, like, who is going to eat this? Or where is this party? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm kind of like. I have to give one big shout out to the stylists that I work with. And ah, okay. they, they, you know, I, I don't prepare all the food. I, you know, I, uh-huh. I work a lot with the composition aspect and sure. I work closely with them. But the stylists prepare the food and, it, you know, they make they make things, you know, we obviously light them and make them look as yeah. more dramatic or and change the way the feel is and, mm-hmm. and by, through our composition and our lighting. But, you know, they bring the food out and, you know, they set it up a lot of time, 90% of the time. Yeah. And it looks, it just looks awesome. So, the, you know, stylists that I work with are, you know, yeah, they're, they're top notch. It's yeah. really great. Well, and it's cool. I mean, like people, I think photography also sometimes can be seen as like a, like a solo thing, right? Like people like a photographer, you know, and they think of like a, just one person with one camera and, you know, I think that like, nowhere. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It takes, it takes a team effort and, you know, I mean, I've got assistants and digital assistants and, you know, stylists and producers and prop people and all those people, they, they all, it all comes into factor, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, you're, I may be the, the one who ends up, you know, clicking the shutter and making, you know, that, that portion of the decision, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of other stuff that goes in behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like any good art. There's all kinds of pieces that come together to make it awesome. Right. So yeah, yeah, that's super cool. Um, and then for, for the winery, I know, you know, you, you know, came home but you know with the land and the horses left and you you know those people took off on the rent and it's like i guess similar <laughs> similar question as far as the winery goes was it like i mean i know there's probably been moments when you were like oh my god i can't believe i did this but um <laughs> every, every, every day every... Um, <laughs> no it, uh, let's see i'll I have to to say um for me there's no one bottle of wine that that you know lit my world up and, and sure. you know at least not not prior to the to uh putting in the vineyard mm. um i liked i liked the aspect of making wine so i started making wines uh on my own with my father-in-law uh, when he was alive at 92 mm. and oh. i made wines up okay. until you know i think our last time we made our some homemade stuff was in 2012 right. so we made, we made a lot of wine you know yeah got to make got to drink a lot of beer to make good wine <laughs> so uh, I, I just i was in a position where i was around a lot of people who were making wine who were growing they're all my friends right. and uh, my my friends tend to be the ones who are guys that are you know doing stuff they're outside they're or they're making wine um and so i i, th- I started thinking that well i'm in a place I'm, I'm in a place one of the places that is best for growing Pinot Noir in the whole world. Yeah, uh, the Green Valley section is is one of the best. Mm-hmm. And so I said, "Well, I have this opportunity. I'm gonna I could do a small vineyard." Um, and I decided that, well, I'll give it a try. So I went around and I talked to different vintners and different growers about clones and about you know different aspects of doing the vineyard. Mm. Um, and picked clones that were not super popular at that time, but. Uh, my whole goal was to make a bottle of wine from the vineyard. So mm. I comprised four clones, which are very clones for those who don't know. So you, it, it's just like a, you have a, you have a grape varietal, 
but a clone is an adaptation of that varietal. They're the same grape. It's Pinot Noir, but one is, uh, you know, adapted to a different area, and it's, called, you know, it's from, like, the Pomard section. So Pomard is a clone. There's one that was brought to California, and it's called Mount Eden, and somebody developed that in a different area, so that's known as the Mount Eden clone. Different people develop different clones. So I yep. picked four of those that I could had available to me. Mm. And... So that was more of the thing is how to get the vineyard up and running and how to, you know, grow it. And uh, the wine, wanting to make a bottle of wine uh, myself came a little bit later. I, you know, I right. started uh, hanging out with some people who had good wine. Yeah, right. <laughs> they had really good wines. And uh, I had the opportunity to taste some, you know, very, very nice wine, a limited selection of stuff that, you know, kind of brought me to the point where saying, well, you know, my grapes are good enough to do this. And that was the whole idea in the beginning. Yeah. So let's give that a go. But uh, so it's, that's kind of where that came from. Just started as more of a project of something to hopefully bring some income in because, you know, the grapes around here are fairly expensive. Yeah. But it also takes, uh, it, you know, you really don't realize how much time and energy it takes to, you know take care of the vineyard you know it's a it's a lot of it's oh a my lot goodness of yeah yeah so i mean it's and i think my i'm really surprised my wife hasn't killed me yet because <laughs> not only do i have to i have to do the vineyard but then i took on the uh the you know making the wine too and right. that's been a that's been a double head you know headed yeah. monster and then put my business on top of that right Oh boy, let's get on the roller coaster. Yeah, so. no kidding. Well, I mean, I think you we have many different passions, and that's, and they kind of, they blend in ways, you know, of course. So it, I think it's super yeah. cool. I mean, obviously, you're a maker. You know what I mean? You make things. You you're an artist. You're creative, and so it's it's it all sort of. I mean, I understand it. I mean, <laughs> you know. yeah. Some, some people can, some people can't. They, you know, they're so linear. And, uh, yeah. They, you know, they do nothing against that. It just they just do. Right. Very, they have one thing they do really well, and then mm-hmm. they don't. They they don't. I'm I'm kind of. I like to try a lot of things and you know yeah. do different stuff because I get bored easily and mm-hmm. so yeah. I, it, it's just you know right. it's been it's been an interesting to try to you know to keep the passion up. And, yeah, uh, you know, especially when it's when you're struggling with certain aspects of it, and, right? But yeah, we're always ever changing and trying, and yeah, well, I think, uh, ultimately it's it, it, it's it's a fun project. It's been awesome. a very enlightening project. Cool. Well, it's super cool, Ellen. Yay! I just I've always Ellen and I we've I've had wine with him over at my house <laughs> County, and it's always just, a pleasure yeah. to be around your positivity and just your gorgeous brain and just the way you look at the world so i really i really thank you for being on the podcast i really and and oh so say say all the things again so um the sellers are called so uh the our winery is camlo sellers and you can find us actually at camlocellars.com yep um we're at, so that's where we're located yep. um my photography is alan campbell photography and that's also alan campbell photography.com you can find it there yep. and big match media the website is not working right now <laughs> <laughs> but big match media will be live uh, very soon it's gonna be just big match big match and that is a co- like like match. like the match yeah okay like the match yep okay right exactly on. gotcha cool and those are those are the you know right now the three little you know 
things that are going on. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I really I appreciate you being on and telling everybody about this. It's just a cool I like shooting food and and just all all of it. It's like I like I love the sort of behind the scenes bird's eye view of these things because. You know, it just not everybody does this, you know, and I, I really have enjoyed uh, having you teach me and listen about sort of how you do things and what you do. So I really appreciate that education. It's cool. Well, I really appreciate the opportunity to come on and, you know, chat about my world and, yeah. you know, what's uh, what's brewing over here. And yeah. it, it's it's very uh, it's it's a it's a very neat thing to be able to to tell your story and often you, you know i don't get to do that because i'm always making somebody else's story <laughs> well awesome so yay thank you so much alan so and everybody we will um put show notes up and make sure you can find alan and um his beautiful photography and his delicious wine um and all the good things around that and uh you can find Maven's Do It Better up on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify, up on our mavensdoitbetter.com website and subscribe and on Instagram and Twitter at mavensdoitbetter, B-E-T-T-A. Alan, thank you again for being on. Thank you very much, Heather. It's great to chat with you. And I look forward to seeing you soon. I know. I hope that. Yes. Yes, please. Yes, we have to do that. So. All right, everybody. Safe travels. Thank you. Everyone, um, here's to uh, another episode and another beautiful, big, beautiful day on this spinning blue sphere. Thank you. The original music on this podcast was created by Jesse Case.